Hello and welcome to another episode of Discussion with the Tree. And I'm joined once again by Robert, the tree. Are you there, sir? Hold on, let me patch you in. I am. I am. You're there. Yeah. Can you hear me? Yes, I hear you. Do you, do you want do you do you want to call again? I hear you fine. Do you hear me? Okay. I hear you. That's all we need. So, uh, what we were talking about, we were talking about happiness last time, and there were a lot of different ways we were trying to come at it. And um, I guess, I mean, I sent you a few questions, but I think I wanted to start off on this part, is to just get from you what your sources of happiness are like are do you, are you able to tap into some kind of a, uh reservoir that like let's just say you get to a position where things are difficult for you um and and you're not having such a great time how do you summon yourself back into a centered position from there Um, well, that, that's up to a person's capacity. So it's kind of, um, like a car battery. Does that make any sense? You, you, you either have a battery that has enough energy to start a car or it doesn't. Okay. So, but let's just say, can you work on that battery so that you keep it charged at a certain level? I mean, maybe we should talk about nutrition. Um, well, no, it's, it's actually, um, it's actually the food, it's food for thought. So everybody goes through food for thought. Um, so, Nutrition is um, important, but it doesn't, um, food is not the, 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 what causes people to be happy or unhappy. Um, In the United States, everybody is way overfed. So food food is not a uh, source of happiness. <laughs> well, no, it's a source of uh, source of unhappiness. Actually, it's a, it, it's it's a complicated issue for people. Food, um, food itself, and and attaining, um, you know, attaining happiness. <clears throat> and where it comes from, does it come from a person's um, soul? Then we would be talking about the soul. If, we, if it comes from a person's spirituality, then it would, we would talk, be talking about spirituality. Um, finding out what somebody's capacity is. Um, what, you know, is, is, it, is it electrical signals that are happening in the brain? Do you have to have 
a healthy mind, uh, a healthy body physically um, to attain it. Um, that's a another topic. Does that make sense? It, 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 yeah. So, so there's there, it's been going on forever. Everybody's been trying to figure figure out this happiness idea and its relationship. Um, its relationship and where people find it. But then we go back to the idea of happiness and it gets to what is it that makes somebody happy in what you're talking or asking about, which is once you are going through some sort of adversity, some sort of shock, some sort of uh, 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 what people would consider a bad time. Well, the bad time doesn't start today. The bad time started when we fell out, which is basically the birth point. So it can really seem <clears throat> rude or uh, wrong to, pa- to put it calling to call, to call it falling out, um, but then all happiness always goes back to um, just like the last conversation um, on happiness that ended up with with you asking about where did Jesus get it. It always goes back to um, a society trying to figure out who is the master, the master race, the master of people's destiny, what is what people master themselves um, as far as their abilities and how people can gain access to the idea um, of being able to summon happiness to overcome um, anything that's called tragic or a tough time, and whether people should just live their lives out throwing tantrums. So it is a it, it, it's it's basically a tantrum-based system, and nobody gets out of this without throwing a tantrum, because the first thing you do is you are you, you go through birth. Um, you're basically you basically fall out and or fall in and even that is a perspective thing so you know from Adam falling out of God's grace or falling into his um His, his, his way out of endless bleak situation um, since we always go back to the stories and all of the stories, all of the narratives, it doesn't matter uh, which religion you choose, what point on earth you choose, um, whether it's uh, uh, socialism or communism, 
um, what religious base, what moral authority, what ethics, um, what constitutes a constitution, and by what God. It, it's, it's all around and around and around. And it, it's, and, and it seems like it's uh, too much to deal with, but it's not. And it seems like it's uh, something that you have to endlessly <clears throat> pursue as the, the knowledge of everything until you get to being happy. And it's really not that way. So I don't really have to search for happiness or um, when, when I go through a difficult situation, um, I'm aware of what I fell into. This is called life. And I am going to have, I mean, I look at my hand and I say, wow, I got all my ten fingers still. Still have my ten fingers. Fantastic. So how, 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 many, how many broken bones have you had? How many times you fall off a bike how how many you know how many times do we go through things and what causes us um, to find unhappiness is really you know there's all sorts it's always a perspective does that make sense yeah it does um, it seems like I mean this is a phenomenon that I've noticed with myself and with others is that quality of the universe where if you if you catastrophize something that isn't really a big catastrophe in your mind that the universe has a way of giving you a bigger catastrophe just to show you kind of what a real catastrophe is um has that ever happened to you we're living through it (laughs) I guess so, um, but I, I mean, we, like we are, we are, we are all living through it. I just, so, yes, I, yeah. Some people, some people get it much worse, and some people don't get the time to think about it um, as a, uh, a tractor trailer crosses um, the, the the double yellow line. So. It, 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 there's a there's a million different ways to there's a million different ways to look at the the ideas uh, these questions about where happiness is how do you find it where does it come from and how life throws ever larger challenges and there's people that don't have as um, large of a challenge Um, and there's people that love to avoid challenges throwing tantrums rather than just to doing things (laughs) just do it (laughs) well the tantrum I mean the tantrum always invites I believe more adversity so uh, I don't know why how that works, but it just seems to 
Let's oh, put it this well, way. It, now, yeah, now, now, you're, now you're talking about something different. Now you're talking about how what people say happens to them and self-fulfilling prophecies. Right. And the, you start getting into the doomers, the boomers, and the separation of what somebody looks for and searches for. And people always find what they're trying to avoid um, because they are avoiding it purposefully. Well, they're and focusing so the on purpose, it. They're, they're looking for it. So, you know, people get born into a world with an abusive father, and if they're a boy, they become abusive. And if they're a girl, they look for an abusive um, uh, a soulmate. And, you know, why do people need to carry on um, that fight? Um, you, you don't need to do what your mother has done is the, is the old, old saying. And there's lots of sayings. And this is, this, all of these things have been going around and around in thought. And there's people that have um, become philosophers, which is, really not something that should be a thing. So everybody has their favorite philosopher if you ask people once people start thinking. And nobody actually gives the answer that their favorite, the best philosopher has to be one's own idea. So I have to be my very own best philosopher. If I'm looking for somebody else and they are the ones that are my masters. And I'm looking at other people as geniuses. No, there's no genius. You're not going to get any genies or geniuses out of this whole situation. Thinking is not something that's about uh, genius or being special. You just think and learn how to live life. How do you get through it? Just do it. And knowing how to do stuff is really um, whether you're uh, complacent, whether you're eager, it really matters. Then it's effort-based. Then we get back to values and then around and around into what ends up creating a society of people and um what you have to live through if you don't live the way that everybody else does. So if you had a world where everybody was happy, we wouldn't really be having this conversation. But we don't. We have a world where everybody, the majority of people, are still searching for happiness. And that's not something that's going away. There's no way out. Isn't there, but isn't there an element of which you've heard of like, um, uh, so above, so below, so above in the sense that the world that you're looking at right now 
is a function of kind of like how your soul is ordered. It's it, there's a, there's there's a mirror image going on. Is that is that anything that has you heard of? Like that idea that there's an eternal yeah, state. I've heard of it, and I know I know what you're saying, but it's really a choice thing. People don't actually recognize that it's a choice of where you decide to put yourself and how you decide to float or how heavy you decide to be. And people love to be heavy. They like to feel the weight of their own power, and that's a power. That, that's, it, it's, still, it's all the same as it goes around and around and around. What you're talking about isn't... Um, but let me point out what you're saying. Um, since you talk about it from below and above. Recognize that below and above is the same thing as positive and negative. So we go back to the battery idea. So the, batter, the car battery idea, the positive, the negative, the two sides. Does that make sense? So there's um, a million ways to get to each side. Does that make sense? Yeah, I mean, I'm... I'm, I'm the- I'm I'm talking about in the context of where you um where you fall or where you rise. It's it's more like you 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 are a reflection of the world and the world is a reflection of you and there's a lot you can do to work on yourself that can actually help the world is is like you you're you're a participant in this in this chaos on some level there's a chaos inside of you that's participating in it and then that's your 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 level of acceptance to what you want to participate in whether you are the chaos whether you are the tantrum or whether you stop throwing a tantrum is still the two sides of the same exact coin. So no matter what you look at it as or what somebody looks at it as, it can always be boiled down to two sides of one coin, and you don't get out of that one coin being both sides and which you choose to be on. So it's really, it's still choice. It's still yeah. a choice from, you know, the, the world is happening and no matter how bad it gets, you know, how do, you know, you're going to go through life backwards without looking at it or you're going to turn around and just face it. Right. Okay. And then, what you, what, and then what you end up doing with it. What what is your legacy, so to say, once you walk through it? What is what drove you? You know, it, it's easier to look back on a person's life than to wonder uh, just how long will somebody keep up the nonsense, even if the nonsense is trying to do a good job and or t- trying to do a great job or trying to become um, something that you know, seen as going against the grain of the depression in the world. 
And the depression is always left by every single person that needs to be heavy. Right. They need to be. Go ahead. No, no, I say that the, the need to be heavy, that's an interesting thing. It's, it's sort of like, it's also a need to feel guilty and to feel ashamed. I mean, there's a certain, um, there's a certain kind of burden that heaviness is to me is usually guilt or shame or, um, there's a, there's a, there's a place, um, for shame. There's a place, um, for the negative. It's, you, you, you don't get away from um, covering up or clothes or, or, or how do you respect other people or, or how do you live with other people and who is this all about? So um, no matter how you flip the coin, it's the same coin. And the coin can the coin can fall on the negative side, and you can choose one of the words from the negative side, and you can you know you you can dwell on that and 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 open up the, the book of self interest, self centeredness, all of that, but that's still the same exact book um, of good and evil, and then you have to start. All of these questions still always go back to what is what, what is good and evil. We can't get out of um, where we are, and this is um, some. I think that we are in the book. We are in that book. Evil, though, is does evil really exist? That's or is it just what I'm, that's that's exactly what I'm saying is that if you're trying to find um happiness um then you have to define if there is such a thing as evil or an evil pursuit or a pursuit of happiness and what the value is of the happiness and for who so is that um uh, from evil, or you take evil and you sp- you look at it in a mirror, or you put it, you start with the L I V E, and whether you are evil or whether you live, um, and so it, it 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 gets it all gets into the word and what people can you um, be think and what can you be evil and happy. Uh, my my, I, I don't believe that's you can. A, but that's, a, that's the question. And and so once you get to the happy, um, while other people are not happy, um, what is the responsibility? So at that point, you know, you have to define happiness. Happiness might be to make other people happy rather than yourself. And all of a sudden, you are living. And then other people would say, no, at that point you're being, um, you're, you're, you're a sucker and you're good, so you're going to lose because the real people 
um, work really hard and save lots of money in banks for the bankers or for somebody else, so you work all of your life for somebody else's pursuit. But right. the, the reality is that some, sometimes working for somebody else for the pursuit of having um, a, 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 a railway and a train or trucks or roads to get um, all of the food distributed could be part of what makes a person happy. So um, somebody might um, work all of their life and be um, a worthless part of society because they didn't amount to anything other than just um, being really good at metallurgy and, you know, casting wheels for the uh, train or building a boiler and someday the trains get turned, you know, time passes and all of a sudden that, that, that person's um, children are building cars and other things and airplanes. You know, it's really, it's, it's, once you start looking at it from a society standpoint, um, it, for, for people to know where they best fit, um, those are all very large conversations, but it all boils back down to exactly the same coin. Does that make any sense? It does. Um, the the question I think people you often ask is: Is it possible to remain? And you could probably answer this since you are generally happy, but is it possible to remain happy in a fucked up world? Um, or, or are you in the constant danger so that you have to kind of have a, there's a little bit of anxiety about the society always in the back of your head. So you can't be completely feeling good. I mean, this is a global con, you know, we, we, we see the whole world before us and we see all the horrors that are going on. So, in the face but of why, that. Why, why, do I, why do I have to feel good? Uh, well, you don't. For, 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 me, for, for, for me, for me, it always gets to value. It always gets back. It, it, it's, a, it's a conversation that always goes back to the exact same coin and the coin is still the book of good and evil. And the book of good and evil always goes back to religions and gods and values and, and you know, moralities or, or um, living without a god. Um, and then they're still holding and keeping the values or some values, which, which seems like, why would people have values if there isn't somebody that's doing the bookkeeping of um, telling somebody that they did a good job? So is this really all just about a star on somebody's forehead? Well, I have the right to put a star on my forehead anytime I want. I don't really need um, – uh, I, I don't need to um, find – the tragedy in life to recognize and look out that there's lots of tragedy out there and can do something about it. And I don't need um, a star put on my forehead um, in that respect. I can put a star on my forehead for how, how well I made coffee this morning. 
if coffee is my vice, and all of a sudden, you know, should I be having vices? Oh, my God. Back to the God idea. So, um, yeah, it, 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 I, I don't have to be good because good is never God enough. You don't have to feel good. I don't have to feel good but to be happy. But you have to um, – obviously, happiness involves some kind of feeling. I mean, you can't be in, in tremendous pain and be happy. Is that, or is that you can be in tremendous pain. You can be in tremendous pain and be happy. If, 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 if you are in sudden tremendous pain and you are suddenly, you know, bedridden in a hospital and you have to find your way back to walking, um, then you can feel really good about your effort. Um, you can be really happy. Um, and good might not be God enough. So there's people that are told that they won't walk for 10 years or ever again, and in two years, they're running again. In, in, in six months, they're running again. You know, what causes all of these questions, all of these questions always lead me back to something that happened to me in my life. And it didn't happen to me, but it happened in front of me. And, you know, I, 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 was, I, I was next to a highway and I saw this dog run across and all of a sudden it got hit by a car and a car threw it. It must have been about 100 to 150 feet. The car must have been doing 50, 60 miles an hour, and it hit this dog. And dog went off into a field, and I immediately said, dead. I turned my side away. I said, don't want to watch, don't want to think about it. The dog is dead. And there I sat looking at the road in shock. And so I felt myself go into shock at my own, you know, you know, why don't I care? Because I know it's logical. You know, I just happened to be next to the road working with some people on a little project, and the day carried on, and a couple hours passed. And, you know, I kept staring over once in a while. Um, well, about five or six hours into this whole thing where I just couldn't stop thinking about it, and I kept looking over, suddenly I looked over, and the dog was standing up and couldn't walk, and I was like, you know, no, there, 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 there's no possibility. That dog was crushed. Smashed. That dog had every yeah. bone in his, that dog was smashed. That dog flew off. It had grass up about a foot. And the dog, you know, was just, it was just an impression there. 
And suddenly the, I could see the dog standing up. And I'm like, my God, should I go over there and, you know, should, should somebody, like, finish the dog off and hit him, hit him over? Should I go over there and hit him over the head? Because that dog is suffering. That dog yeah. is gone. You know, do, 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 you, do you put out, um, you know, somebody that's suffering? Um, you know, what is uh, the correct thing to do in that type of situation? What is um, kindness at that point? And I found myself not walking over there. And I just kept working because we were doing our thing. And then about another hour later, I turned and I looked and I saw the dog um, had moved about five feet probably and then suddenly it ran off. It, it started moving and then it started running and it ran off. Wow. And Amazing. I, I don't get... So, so that's something that you know. You know, what do people pay attention to? I pay attention to everything, um, and luckily, at that time, I was paying attention. You know, what caused me to pay attention? At least pay attention. You know, so it, you know, I really don't have any answer. Um, to the uh, cumulative question, since it's all experience-based, and some people get, um, it, it's really, you know, if, if you experience, if you start experiencing things with effort, then each experience teaches you something, and you build upon that experience, and all of a sudden you have capacity. Right, and, and you were talking about. That... Go ahead. No, you were talking about that in the context of eating, like eating experiences, and that the more you kind of devour them on a centered level, the more you get out of your, the more you charge your battery. Yeah, enjoy the experiences, the difficulties. You have a splinter. Um, you know, pull it out yourself. You, you get a cut, you know. So there's people that, you know, I just got thrown into everything at a very young age um, since I was watching, you know, you know, open brain surgery on monkeys when I was a child. So I got to see other, you know, other tragedy um, and then this one dog crosses the street and changes my fit on everything all over again and I was eating it up I was it, 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 it filled my capacity to say wow if I ever get hit by a car at 60 miles an hour you know how did that dog do it 
Well, it's that, interesting that dog. Able to do. The dog didn't have the limiting belief that you had about it. <laughs> the dog itself was like, oh, I can, you know, did, didn't have the limiting I, belief I that not, I must I, be I, dead. I, that's right. I am not. I am not concerned about what my body says. I have to go over there. Right. So, so <laughs> the drive. I guarantee, guarantee that dog in a month was fantastic. Yeah, it may be even better. That's right. So there's people that break the very first time they fall off their bicycle or the very first time that their parents don't get them something exactly when they want it, when they are newborns or they don't get something. So it's, it's cumulative. And I, why do some people fight of life as a fight worth fighting and other people work to avoid the fight out of fear and flight or a reaction? And what what type of chemicals are the bo- is is a person's body throwing in, and are those chemicals being thrown in from a memory rather than the reality of what's happening to them at the moment? So people don't know how to manage their own stress levels and the amount of um, and there's this word that's always thrown around the amount of cortisol, too much of it. Um, So everybody needs the cortisol so that people can do what they have to do. Yeah, like that dog. Awake. Well, no, when you wake up, your body starts producing cortisol. Right. And uh, the cortisol is produced by the pancreas. And you're suddenly... It's like a natural it's what caffeine. It wakes you up in the morning. It, it's kind of like a natural caffeine. The problem is that it's a hormone and it's a steroid. And people don't actually look at it as a steroid. And it's, it's a hormone um, and it's an adrenaline. Right. So the word adrenaline... Um, is thrown around when people have adrenaline that are excite, excitable adrenaline for, for when somebody like gets into a car accident and the body has to go into overdrive. And there's shock system. People can go into shock and people can, can prevent themselves from going into shock according to their level of looking at what's going on. So, you know, if you're the dog, you don't have time to lay there. If you are somebody that just got, uh, if, you, if you just had, you know, if, if you're in a sword fight and the sword just went through you, um, do you stop and go, hmm, hold on a sec, let me check this out. Let me see if I can continue. Or what, is your, what is your response? And um, how are you using the adrenaline? And how are the adrenalines working? And did you actually just have a sword 
um, poke you, you know, cut you, go through you, or was it just somebody's S word? So suddenly you get into words being enough to trigger swords, which I call S words. And, you know, who's who's the cowboy and who's the Indian? And there's always lots of cowboys and the Indians are always, you know, you always have to shoot the Indians due to a value system. So are the Indians happy? Well, the Indians could be the old American Indians and the cowboys, or in this day and age, since there are no more Indians and only wannabe cowboys, um, who is the one that's having the arrows or the bullets um, being thrown, uh, you, you know, as words? And it all starts off with thoughts and, you know, eyes, and a person's projection towards another person, and how people choose to look at each other. And people that cannot look at others without um, some sort of stimulant or fight or flight or reaction or some the, the starting of a stare to uh, the releasing of adrenaline or endorphins or anything um, that causes some sort of, you know, even, even, even ignoring other people takes a lot of work. So, I mean, you know, you know, cortisol and inflammation and overweight, and all of the things that happen to people due to their retention of liquids, their indigestions, their all of the different things that people do to themselves. Well, let's talk about the um, let's talk about health for a second here, because um, it seems to me that there's there's just overeating going on in the society, so that people that you know we were adapted as human beings um over millions of years to to deal with starvation um and periods of starvation which we don't have anymore we we've, we're overfed so our bodies are kind of like constantly storing food and, and never really burning it um, some... um no no it's a it, it, it... You're looking at it from a physical standpoint, but food, everything a person sticks in their mouth is directly associated to emotions. Eating is a food for thought process. So physical food is always emotional, always emotional, even if you are hungry and starving there is a choice of what you're going to put in your mouth. Are you going to eat the crayons? Are you going to eat the spaghetti that your mother put in front of you? Hell no. I would much rather eat the crayons and throw the spaghetti at my mother because it's more fun. Um, The tantrum um, is if a person doesn't get 
and not just throwing tantrums, then everything a person puts in their mouth. And I'm guilty of that too. I do love a good potato chip, a crispy or a hard pretzel with salt. The things that my mind craves, um, I'm addicted to coffee, um, love coffee, love my addiction. Um, do you, you, know, do you think there's any harm to search? Well, th- there's a harm if a person doesn't know what better coffee is. And, <laughs> you know, I, I still haven't gotten to the point of actually roasting my own coffee, so I'm still totally ignorant. Pursuit of the perfect cup of coffee could be my hedonistic, you know, and, and is that um, evil? Um, uh, okay, yeah. But I get to choose my I, I get to choose my level of evil. I don't think it's evil. It, I, I mean, it just if it oh, interferes it, it, with your it, health. It, it, it is. It is because if you don't recognize um, any type of cravings as evil, um, you can overindulge. So I limit myself. So I value myself as to how much damage. Um, I want to put into a cup, um, and do I put um, sugar um, or honey in it? And honey is the same t- the same exact thing as regular sugar. All sugars are sugars, and any sugar right. that's going into you, any sugar that's going into you is something that wasn't um, produced naturally, um, other than the honey. But you know, did should people going going out and um, you know, storing bottles of honey is not a natural thing. People used to go out and they'd, they'd get honey once every few months. If, right. If, so yeah, they'd so, so how do, yeah, you, you'd have to go look for it specifically, but first you had to do all of the other, all of the other things in life, all of the other chores. Um, if you were setting up your teepee or if you were um, cleaning your gun so you can go shoot some Indians. So, and, and all of the uh, tragedies that fall into what makes somebody irritated or um, compassionate and, and, you know, passionate about their need to hurt others for some sort of um, power trip thing. And who's going to end up owning the honey? And so now that we have honey at the supermarket, um, I don't have to go out and shoot anyone, but does anyone get shot over it? Um, yeah. Yeah, they do. So every, every 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 time I pay my taxes, I pay for the bullets. Yep. So we we don't get we don't get out of it. And then what but, do you do? And but the question. Let's talk about it, though from purely nutritional standpoint in terms of feeling mm-hmm. good. If you eat a lot of sugar, okay. for example, um, you're not yeah, going to, you're, you're going to have a hard time. You're going to die Correct. quickly and you're going to mm-hmm. become your emotional swing. You, you, you're you're going to be a very moody person if you eat a lot of sugar and carbohydrates, mm-hmm. put it that way. Yes. But now re- remember, this is an emotional trip. This is an emotional trip. 
So people that are awake, which is not a good word, people that are woke is what people take away from the awake part. No, when people are aware of their situation, it's not a woke thing even though. No matter what you do, all of these swords of words, and they try to, you know, everybody's in such um, an argument state, and it causes a problem. Um, But people are presented with certain problems, not all people, but there's people out there that have a problem that they have, some people have a child that's thrown a tantrum and they won't eat the spaghetti. Mm -hmm. Now what do you do? And they eat the crayons. They eat the paint with the lead. You know, how do you stop children from eating their, their, their fingernails if not their own, if they don't start Mucus. chewing on their own fingers? Whatever a, per, whatever a child decides he's going to do because he's got a better way to do it since the parent is already not providing the attention and the parent is trying to get the child to uh, pay attention to them um, by doing what the parent says. So it becomes an emotional fight um, for food. And a reasonable person says, okay, well, feeding the child um, something, let's say that you put sugar in front of the child um, do, do, you know, so let's say that you want to give an animal a pill that it doesn't want to take and you take the pill and you put it inside of the food, okay? So if you have a child sitting there and the child isn't a dog, so you want to at least get the child a little bit of nutrition, isn't it better to feed the child ice cream than crayons? So it still requires thinking through and being, um, you know, kind to your very own child, but people are not kind to their own children. People expect that the children will do as they say and not as they do. And that starts at a very early age. And it always goes back to the idea of what people value and how people choose the winners and losers within their own family, their own children. And it's, it's really sad that it's, it's, it's really a mess, but it's really not. It really is something people, you know, do. And everything that people, by, by, by the time a child is eight years old, um, they are putting the food into their mouths that makes them happy. Who who actually is listening to their parents about eating vegetables? That I mean, that's, that's stupid. A child will eat vegetables when the child figures out that the vegetables are good for them. The child, you know, you know, the amount of money that all of the industry of food and everybody, you know, the processed foods, the, the sugars, really 
the solution for a society is to, to feed people. Everybody's throwing a tantrum and, and it's all being solved at your local grocery store by what's on the shelves and but what it, people want to see on the packaging. But it increases your, I mean, the, if you eat like a donut today, your chances of having a tantrum are much higher than if you didn't eat the donut. But if you eat a donut and you don't go out and um, shoot someone, eat the donut. Um, so it becomes a... You mean it, it, instead it's, of? All, yeah, instead, it, yeah, if you go out and eat the donut instead of going out and getting into an argument in the, or into a fight because you're not getting attention, but the your attention, attention but, that you need. But your low blood sugar after the donut might drive you there anyway. I mean, that's what I'm saying is that. Oh, it's all, everybody's being driven in a world where there really is nothing going on except for what people do. But in the end, you work a full day of work and you go home and you have hours alone. And what you do in your alone time, what you do in your alone time is very telling and nobody tells on anyone. So pe- people are alone in their alone time, and the, the loneliness or the need for attention, um, the, the social, you know, how, how people go about their, their socializing, there's a lot of destructiveness. Some people are trying to scream for emotional um, satisfaction or for help or, and other people say, well, I'm just going to go hide. And that never worked out too well. Since nobody cares. If you don't have a group of people in society that care enough, then you don't actually have a group of people or, or people in society that can care about others. Everybody's on a self-interest trip. And it's called self-centeredness. But you don't want to tell a self-centered person that they're self-centered. You, you don't want to wake them up to their own reality because you've got a fight on your hands. Right, right, right. Don't, but can don't, we give... Don't tell... Don't, don't... No, my question is, is can we give advice in terms of diet? Does that help your... Your capacity no, to be able to... no, it, it's it's an emotional thing and it's a recognition thing. And when people start to recognize, um, it, you know, it, you have the problem that when you start doing it from a diet or food standpoint, then you have all of the people um, that become very successful by um, doing the diet stuff. By, by telling people how to become successful through food and how people get cheered on. So, so it's like AA for food rather than AA for alcoholism or AA, you know, all of the anonymous, the, pe- the people that are very non-anonymous in their anonymous search for 
um, being the leader of a pack. So there's people that over-exercise. There's people that exercise and people don't recognize how much of a waste of time exercising is unless people exercise and are also um, socially um, able to communicate without pushing um, the values of how people look and how people should look and the, val- the value system of food as, a, as part of what happiness is. When, you know, people need to get to the point of knowing what, you know, having a simple, basic, healthy conversation is between, between a couple people. You get a, how do you find a group of people like that? You find 10 people out there that are having a really good, healthy conversation. And everybody that walks by will want to stick to it like magnets. And all of a sudden, those 10 have a world of trouble. Because how do you get the people that, are, that want the idea but don't want to put in the effort. So it's an effort-based system. So you put you 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 put healthy food into your body. Yes, you become right, what is, healthier. What is healthy food? Well, healthy, you know, that, that's a I mean, food topic. Well, I know, but I mean, are you saying that? I mean, like a high carb carbohydrate diet. I mean, I, I don't think that's a good thing well, like, for for mood swings for for your mood. Well, it matters what you're running your body off of, and if you are trying not to think, and you're trying to build a railway, if you're trying to um, if you're trying to do physical work all day. Um, carbohydrates and sugars and sugarcane might be the way to go. If you're trying to cut down a bunch of sugarcane for your master um, in Haiti or in, you know, all these different places that grow sugarcane and that's all you have and that's what allows you to cut more sugarcane just so that you can eat. Um, So, you know, it matters where you are. If, you, if you're in the United States where they, you can go buy all the sugar that you want and you don't have to go out and work, then the, the calories are going to kill you. So it's, um, yeah. it's, really not about, it's, it's really not about beating up carbohydrates. Carbohydrates have their place. And it really matters how much physical work you want to do and what the body is best run on and what the body needs. And, you know, you can have, um, you know, you, you can have, a, there's, there's people that can just eat um, meat. They end up with, um, they can end up with problems, uh, you know, according to what the animals themselves ate, what type of, yeah. you know, what I mean, type of, eating um, what, they ate. what type of, 
what type of fats are you talking about? So all of a sudden we're getting into a whole dietary um, thing. But no, if people eat if people eat carbohydrates before they go to sleep, if they did a whole day of exercise and they need to rebuild their bodies and they need what's called the composting foods, um, the foods that are where people get their building blocks, um, I don't have a problem with um, whole grains and, you know, you know, eating carbohydrates. So everything is, um, it, it, it's all measured on what a person is trying to do. Now, I um, don't go out and exert myself. I go out and exercise. I take walks. Um, but I don't, um, ha- you know, I used to own uh, an auto body shop, so I used to work with my hands a lot. But I wasn't, um, you know, building a railway system and swinging um, a five or, you know, a five-pound hammer all day long, all day long, all day long. There's, there's, there's men that built this country that worked like yeah, nobody's business, that if a car hits them, um, they'd break the car. There, 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 there was men that, that are forgotten, that, that were unrecognized, unnoticed. You know, there's forgotten people all over the world that build, that build the world. And they never make money to ever get a break, but they are, they're, the foods that they had to eat are different than the foods that I have to eat. So I try to run my I try to bring and my emotional um, to get off of using the sugar because uh, my body loves a good sugar high. So I give it a sugar high in the morning with a little bit of honey in a, in a cup of coffee. And um, then I don't follow it up with a bunch of carbohydrates. Uh, or, or I would not have a good afternoon. I would be tired and sleep all day. Now, if yeah, I want to go to sleep, and probably in night, a bad mood. I'll, I'll, and I'd be in a bad. I'd be, you know, I'd have a lot of um, energy that needed to be um, used. Right. You know. So you know, if you, if you, or you can have empty calories, and you can have too much sugar and all of a sudden you're you're not you're not you're not it's not worth taking you out somewhere where you have to do any work so so people have there's you know people people have problems figuring everything out is a it's an emotional roller coaster and you know everybody's different so when you say that different types of jobs, but when you say that food and emotions are are linked, um, that why in religion there's these these fasting periods uh, is that to to try to get your body to to kind of delink those things. I mean, what what is the reason for what's it? Are you an advocate of fasting as a way of cleansing? 
Um, I used to um, look at that idea, um, but there's there, there, there's fasting of the mind. So um, you you don't have to. If you if, if you can recognize what you need to do and what you need as far as um, eating, but not in a compulsive way, not where the, 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 the body is emotionally training you, and you then have, you, you build up a little bit of responsibility and you can choose um, how you're going to eat at your breakfast and how you are going, what you're going to eat to best suit your needs. Yeah, it, 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 it gets very, at that point, it gets very um, personal for each different um, individual's need. But, no, but nobody should be eating all of the processed food. No, they so should be eating none of them. People are eating just, they shouldn't be eating processed foods. It, 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 people have to eat whole foods. And there's food nobody foods out there. And, food gurus out there, but if people don't solve their own emotional um, state by starting off with a good, um, if somebody takes and tries to um, just fast for a few hours in the morning, and then um, if they take the time to um eat a little bit of, uh, like, like I know what I like to eat so that I have fuel for my mind and for my emotional state. So I'll, I'll take a um, tablespoon of coconut oil in the morning. And if I need to, I'll adjust it with um, some olive oil um, or some grass-fed butter um, according to, you know, th- those are completely different foods. They're, they're not all of the oils are not the same. Um, so, where the oils come from and what you're trying to to do, but you know, everybody everybody's different. So I don't go around recommending um, MCT oil um, un- unless a person knows. Um, gets into people recognizing what drinking water and what um, swallowing saliva. You know, a lot of people don't like to swallow their own saliva. And if you don't like to swallow your own saliva, um, obviously you you need to brush your teeth first, get the bacteria out, bacteria out first thing in the morning, and then the saliva carries the enzymes. So you have to have um, the right chewing, the right vegetables, the right vitamins in your mouth, not in your stomach, to produce the enzymes. And the enzymes happen through drinking water or chewing food correctly. 
and then you have a whole system to pay attention to. Food is a process and first knowing how to look at the food and the relationship between your, your, your greens and your blueberries and the interaction that you have as you hold the food and you prepare them, um, the people that never cook their own foods, n- never pay attention to the food, um, you, you have to pay attention to the food and handle it and value it so that you actually want to chew it, so that you actually build up the enzymes that go into your stomach so that you know what you're doing when you're um, throwing stuff into a compost pile in your stomach. Um, if, if you do the wrong things, you're going to end up with, um, with, with upset stomachs all the time. If you don't have the enzymes to break everything up, and if you don't so if have you don't a have, compost... That, that, so if you don't have intention uh, with your eating... Yeah, the intention is much more valuable than what you're actually eating. The, the, the actual what you are eating is very much um, a result of your intention. So how you handle be. food, no, it is, because oh. your relationship comes from your, your brain or your mind saying, that's what I want. And if you do not want that salad because you have no intentions on eating it, you might do it three times, but you're not going to do it over, you're not going to build a habit out of it. Then all of a sudden the conversation goes from food into habit. And then you get all of the people that jump up and down instead of exercise and they jump up and down about something like books that are written like Atomic Habits or the, 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 the little tiny, um, the, the most insignificant little things that people must do to pay attention. And it's all intentions. It, it's, it's all about an interaction. Um, so we always go back to happiness and how meaningful or how results are from a person's um, effort and intentions into how they exercise, how they breathe, how they drink water, how they chew, how they walk, how, you know, whether you're talking about posture, whether you're talking about, you know, how you're thinking, how clear your thinking is. We're going through all of those things, it's all about food for thought. And the food that we actually physically eat will follow by how our body um, craves. And you can actually crave healthy food and not, and, and, and your body will start actually rejecting the sugars, and the mind will start recognizing that the ice cream uh, uh, that you were given as a child because that's all you would eat 
oh, that's a dessert. And I can have it once a day or I can have it just on Sundays. But if you're actually trying to push yourself just to have it on Sundays as opposed to only needing it on Sundays, if the body, if you forget and you suddenly go, wow, I haven't eaten chocolates in a month. I think I'll have one. Then something's working. Okay, well, that's, um, I guess, easier said than done for some. But um, well, that, of course, of course, that's easier said than done because it takes a lot to be said internally, emotionally, before some before it happens um, seamlessly without the person um, having to dictate to themselves what they are going to eat. So then it's really about people always fall into their habits. And if people recognize the ruts that they are in, then there's work in changing the ruts into how people build um, a a, a form of life that is not living inside of um, a rut or inside of a a jail cell or an enclosure or the um the misery or the or or the needing to self um appreciate um self hate or loathe or find fault so that somebody can say well you know I'll eat sugar today because that's that's really you know I'll 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 make an effort tomorrow. Um, well, it sounds like what you're saying is that if you don't get the emotional satisfaction you need from interacting with others and from working on projects and doing things that are valuable to you, that you will become over-reliant on your emotional satisfaction from food, which will cause you to overeat. I mean, it's the only thing you're using for emotional satisfaction. But I'm saying start at it from the other side and say first we start off with um, the emotional immaturity and so nobody actually goes through emotional maturity without the with without um, something happening such as um, being breastfed and once the child gets the first um, taste of candy, which is really forced on everyone since that, you know, life is a commercial and people are selling everything. You know, people, the society, society is a, is built on making sure that everybody becomes addicted to their products. So we live in a, um, okay. So given that we are inside of a pariah system and, um, people 
you know, you, you, you don't get um, self-control or self or, or, or becoming mature um, without evaluation and um, a reflection. So just like happiness, just like evil, just like measuring all of the things, it still requires a, a, a reflection of one's own self. And children don't, you know, children don't start doing that at the age of one year old. They're trying to get a handle of how they can take everything, get what they need. And anything that they are not getting, they are getting. And that's the problem that people don't see. What you're talking about and how you ask the question, um, we're always, you know, people fail um, to get to, the philosophers have all failed to get to the point of, you know, and some people have gotten close and touched the idea of how miserable a person can get. The, the, a, a human body is made to deal with tragedy. And the way that we deal with tragedy is by whenever we don't have enough of anything, our brain will produce the, chem, the chemicals to level us off. So if we are miserable, the brain will produce chemicals that are very much uh, and even stronger than any opioid or any type of hallucinogenic um, type of drug produced out in in, in, in the laboratory or in the fields. We are a walking Petri dish and Every little tiny thing that touches the Petri dish creates incredible um, uh, mind-blowing, orgasmic feelings that are happening inside of the mind um, for the purpose of creating some sort of euphoric um, regulation to dealing with life and people um, due to their effort um, sulk inside of their misery and produce just enough feeling, uh, just enough chemicals due to the body's not trying to overexert itself. People are even lazy in that respect to where the brain only produces enough so that they just sit there and watch TV or video games or are on their cell phones all the time, whatever it is that just moves a person through. You know, as long as, long as you're going to be self-destructive, my God, the, the brain can, you know, you, you can produce chemicals on ice cream to be euphoric. I say go for it, go all the way. Go outside and jump around and you'll still, the, the body has an incredible way to self-fix and self-heal. I see, I see what you know, you're saying. There, there's dogs that live on trash and scrap and, 
they're out there and they're scrappy and they're fighting over, you know, they're, they're living on the streets fighting and looking and searching and they still treat their children, their offspring better than humans do. There's no excuse for not recognizing that if you're going to be self-destructive, be fully self-destructive and just eat ice cream and sugar and then go and, you know, do some exercise on, the, on, on, on climb some trees, climb on me, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, do what I do, you know, stand up, just, just, just be firm. So, you know, I don't really have to do a lot of exercise. I can just stay in one place and as long as I'm not touching my heels to the ground, I am exercising like Bruce Lee. Interesting. That's an interesting form of exercise. So you just kind of keep you stay on your toes, huh? Stay on my toes. My nose will not um, fall to the ground. Yeah. As as soon as you touch your heels to the ground, you sit. As soon as your body says sit, you are stuck there and you cause it. So it's really not about the food that you eat. It's about how much time you, um, if, if you sit for an hour, stand up for three. Wow. If you stand up for three, just walk on your toes a little bit. If people just walked on their toes a little bit, you would have no lazy people around. If you had no lazy people around, um, people would recognize the value of just tiptoeing around the house and and. and washing the dishes a little bit while you're tiptoeing and it keeps your back straight, all of a sudden there's no back problem. All right. of a sudden you start doing things. All of a sudden you, you, you can hold your body up and all of a sudden you're not heavy. All of a sudden the heaviness starts going away. How high can your mind be? And it's really as high as you want it to be because we, can, we, we will build we will build, children build everything on, on, on processed milk, not even on breast milk. You, you know, p- children grow and they, they, they're running around leaps and bounds with, with, no, with, with no food. So if, 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 if children can grow fat on, on junk food from, from birth, how much more can people do with just a little bit of thinking? Walk on your toes a little bit. I've never heard of that walking. I used to run on my toes a lot because um, I thought it would make me go faster. But um... it does. It actually <laughs> does. That's how it, 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 the, all all the good runners are on their toes. They they might look like they are um, running flat footed as they go down, but no, they, they, they go down to the point where the heel um, does not set, does not sit mm. on the ground. It's all, it's all on the, it, 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 you know, you, you, do, you do not want to um, have your body weight um, shock you know, once the heel touches and the heel pushes and starts impacting, then um, the force is actually transferred into the body. 
and that's a problem. So people, it, it turns the, the energy into heat, and that's when people don't run very far. So when you um, walk around on your toes, I mean, that's kind of like a, a full body workout, no matter, you know, you, you don't have to it's go a, to the gym. It's, a, it's, a, it's not just a workout, it's a massage. And then you can spread your toes out a little bit or wiggle them while you're on one foot, and then you do your other foot, and then you go down and you get a foot massage. All of a sudden, you're, you know, there, there's little tiny things people can do. It's like, it's like clapping. If you clap without slamming your hands, just clap. Do that like 20 times, and all of a sudden your hands start to tingle. That tingling is recognized by the brain, and it wakes the brain up. People don't usually know that. If, if, you, breathe, if you breathe deep in your nose and out of your mouth, or in your mouth and out of your nose, not just in your nose and out of your nose, but you mix it up, the, the, the brain starts producing nitric oxide all by, all by itself, and you start using the oxygen in your body better. And all you have to do is um, drink some, something bad for you, like cow's milk, um, and at least, you know, they add the calcium but if you drink water, you get your oxygen. If you drink a little bit of food stuff, like a like a baby, you you can get fat. So then you do a little bit of exercise, and then you manage it. Okay. And all of a sudden, your brain is awake, and you're thinking. Anybody that wants to be alive is, you know. People can start any time they want. <laughs> it's really no, no, and you're really and what you're saying about the, the brain is that it doesn't need any kind of like narcotic help to to do its work. In fact, that inhibits it. It doesn't. Um, we we it. we produce naturally. We produce crazy drugs. We have. Anybody that can actually wake up and has an awake state is producing natural drugs, crazy amount of natural drugs. And if people don't know how to manage their drugs and they go through them too quickly by constantly throwing adrenaline and using up all of the dopamine, then they should expect to go through the parts where the body um, goes through a crash. And if people want to have that, then they start looking for ways to be healthy and producing lots of crazy drugs. And I mean, I'm a, I'm a drug addict. I, I do natural drugs all day long, and I try to limit my coffee and my sugar so that my body can produce all of the crazy drugs because I really like that idea, the, the, the feeling of, being able to look at the trees and the leaves and everything that surrounds me. And, you know, trees don't go very far and look at how strong they are. Yeah. So exercise is, exercise really isn't, you don't have to exercise to exercise. You can actually just um, stand up straight and try to remain standing up straight 
And the body, while it self-adjusts, does enough exercise to maintain a human body. So there's nobody that can get away from walking around, um, even a jail cell, without, you know, you know, there, there's, there's people that are stuck in jail cells, 10, 10 by 10 or 8 by 8 or 6 by 6, if, you know, <laughs> yeah. at that point. Do you, do you want to live or do you want to die? It's a choice. That's for real, but um, it's that's it's important, though, that, I mean, we talked about ketone i mean we've uh, off air we talked about ketones um isn't aren't isn't it better to be running on ketones than to running on glucose um if you're um, like not like completely active that that's an emotional question not a physical question and the problem is that physically um you you can look at it like whether it's better or not to run off of ketones um, for a person that's an athlete um, and for a person that's using, um, that, that their brain converts um, run, running off of fat. Does, does that mean that a person does not um, need the sugar since um, all of the fats are actually turned into glucose. All of the ketones are actually turned into um, sugars for the actual um, use. So it's really about recognizing, you know, how um, it, it's like it's like saying. Should we run cars off of electricity or off of gasoline? And then it gets into, you know, what's better for the world and what's better for the car and what's better for the person. You know, so, yeah, it it would be nice if everybody in the world could understand the healthiness of a really healthy animal or animal protein that actually eats really naturally um, the way that bison used to run in the wild. But you show me a free-running, bi- uh, a free-ranging bison right now that, that, that isn't overpriced and how we're going to produce, you know, because they're taking – they are taking the grass and they are taking the other things that they eat um, and they are doing the conversion for us, um, but there's a cost to it. So, you know, by the time that you have a society that makes so much grain and feeds the animals while people are going hungry, no, if you live inside of a society and everybody ate carbohydrates because um, it, you know, the, the world has to work together. So now you get, you, you get the, P, you know, you get these, these conspiracy, you know, you get all the people that are trying to find alternatives like eating um, grasshoppers or insects to supplement um, people's diets as opposed to just 
feeding all of the processed food. Um, the world has a problem in that, you know, everybody has to eat. And if everybody doesn't eat, um, it's not just about your immediate surroundings. So what I get at the store here near me, what you get at the store here near you, is actually related to what people are not eating in what we're about to go through, which is mass starvation and a world that if the world is not working together, then it doesn't matter how healthy your body is. <laughs> well, you're not, it does help so to there, be there, in There's a lot shape. to pay attention to. Yeah. Hmm? Well, I mean, we, we want to stay in in good condition for the crisis to come and and have to survive it the best we can. Individually, and that's yeah. nice. If, if, a, if a few people survive um, and humanity continues, um, that's really not society, that's not really humanity or humane. So at that point you get back to the happiness and values and meaningfulness you know, so the people that want to just sit there and die and don't want to put any effort in and they want to just let their brains produce the chemicals uh, because they're not going to have any healthy input, you know, everybody's, everybody else is carrying those people. Right. So somebody out there that's Everybody, somebody that's out there that's producing or working or being enslaved into forced labor, that stuff's happening out there. And the amount of people that are eating all the fish, you know, the, the, the overfishing of the sea and not allowing people, there, there's, a, there's a lot that people could do. And everybody is needed. Um, you know, that, that, that that's a different conversation. <laughs> Does that make sense? That, 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 that's way too much. That's too many, that's too many directions for, for, for any, I mean, I, I can manage through all of the conversations. <laughs> well, we're, I'm just trying to get to, um, you know, the, the idea that, I think you've touched on it. It's just that it, it, you have to, um, there's a certain element of, of choice. There's a, a huge element of choice when it comes to happiness. Um, and it's like you, either you want to be feeling okay, or you kind of want to be feeling like shit. And you, some people want to feel like shit. It seems like it. They do no, they, 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 they want, it's not, it, 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 the, the feeling of misery is not where people want to feel bad. It's that it's it's a matter of effort, and it's easier to recognize or to set your standards low and say, "Well, you know, how how are you? Oh, could be better." Is is the topical answer? Most people. I mean, answer, but... I mean most people believe that they it they don't really um, they're not supposed to feel good. 
Correct. And if you live on an if you live on an island with coconuts and fish and plenty of stuff around, that's 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 the truth. You, you'll get plenty of exercise swimming while you dive for the fish, and you'll get plenty of um, uh, you know, you'll get plenty of everything that you need from your surroundings until there's too many people on an island. Right. So it, it's kind of you know, you know, what point of the general, you know, what at what point you are in, whether you're the first person on the island which kind of sucks being, you know, alone. And, you know, if you just happen to have um, somebody that, uh, that, that, that's, you know, that where you're going to not just have a friend, you know, you, where you, you end up having offspring and suddenly the population grows. Um, there's a certain point where everybody's happy for, for, for just a few years and then you go the other way. Then you have too many people. So suddenly people have to learn to work together. No, 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 no. We are far from having too many people in the world. Far from having too many people in the world. We have too many people that are um, tantrum-based, that are emotionally already destroyed, that that are working off of um, self-interest and self-indulgence that are searching for happiness, that are um, trying to get away from God and from responsibility or any of that kind of stuff, mission of people working together, the whole idea of love one another, that kind of stuff. Right. If people change their eating habits, if people change their um, effort habits, if people started being active and activated. No, the, the world could handle easily um, 50 to 100 billion people, easily. If everybody were self-actualized. If everybody was working and thinking through how could everybody be fed and how could people, you know, you know, we're, where we're not just producing a society for a system of doctors, where we're not just producing a society for the search of a master or a master race. But do you think humanity is headed for extinction? Or is it, I mean, in, in, in the near term? Or do you think that it's going to find like a utopia or neither. There's 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 no utopia. I mean, it doesn't take walking outside and checking out all the neighbors and seeing who wants to talk to you to recognize that people are unapproachable. So, utopia? That was well, I mean, at the very beginning. <laughs> well, I mean, will will human will um. Humanity on Earth. Happily married. Will humanity on Earth degenerate further, or will it progress higher? Oh no, there's no upward progression. People are not progressing higher. 
because people, people are, getting worse. are trying to, yeah, rather than recognizing how intelligent a person already is, to search for something that's never going to happen, which is AI, artificial stupidity is what I think of. The, the, the idea that you can artificially get something to come up with a solution just because you plug all the information in, it's still, rela- it's still relative or related to all of the information that was plugged in. So if you well, do but... get a um, good, if, there, there are some good results from, from, from computer-generated, um, you know, yeah, speed of calculation. Tasks, <laughs> yeah. From from calculations and from from that, there's absolute you know, but it's still the um, you know it, it was still um, it wasn't um, computer induced, and it only goes so far. So you are going to be able to find um, that a computer can figure out how a computer works. So you're going to find a way to tweak the human DNA this way or that way or have something, some, some new med, medicine or a certain type of treatment due to something that um, you, 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 you couldn't think through without putting all of the information together and the computer does that for you. But the computer will never think more than an earthworm thinks. So AI is an illusion. And people don't recognize that, you know, it's, it's, like, it's like everybody had the idea that self-driving vehicles, self-driving vehicles will never happen. Um, not because it's not possible, but because once there's a couple accidents, you know, the, you know. Which there already have done. been. <laughs> and so that's right. So, so, so people love to hope and one day we'll have robots walking around. No, yeah. you, you'll, you'll, you'll be carrying them in carts rather than, you know, you might get one to push you around in a, in, in, in a shopping cart for a while until it breaks down. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying that not. we're going to find hope in that, but, I mean, do you think that... But, no, I'm saying that that's what that's – where humanity is looking for hopes that are unrealistic, and that's the reason that humanity is going to fail um, and already has failed. And that's why people don't really recognize how close, how close the world is to nuclear annihilation. Oh, I, yeah. We're right on the, on the and, razor. And people – People are making a lot of money, and it's all about who ends up providing for their industrial achievements. It's it's a war. It's been happening. But war is happening for. But war has now been commoditized here. I mean, the 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 wars that are the things that are driving the war itself are the war machines. Oh, of course. It started off with all invention. All invention started off with trying to figure out how to um, help a society for the domination of 
a, a system, building a system to dominate and those that get to be the dominant ones. But at the same time, the the way that the the country's economics works is that our country now runs on a certain diet of war, just like the Roman Empire. I mean, if we stop, we're like a shark. If we're not engaging in war, then our economy starts to dip. I mean, it's just no, a weird. It's connection. really the words that you're. It's the it's the it's the words that you are using that become swords um, for the outcome as people are actually um, not doing it from a, um, a evil standpoint. They are doing it from a good standpoint for the building and protection of their societies or their groups, which only becomes evil to the other groups. And the idea of economics, of economy, is really something that is um, a farce. It's really a pyramid scheme. So there's no such thing as economics, and people have built the word economic out of what people um, need. So the study of economies or economics, which is all um, commodity-based, doesn't actually value the world for, you know, there's no value of a tree other than how it can be cut down and burned. So I know my fate. And that's that's society in a nutshell. Society does not need me. Society does not want me. Society does not care. And if I expect society to care, I got a problem. You well, that's I, sure. I have to be my I have to be my very own economy and my very own society, and I have to be able to produce enough for me, and I have to be able to produce enough for others so that I'm a value. Just like, the, you know, a tree is a value to the ground, to the, to the center of the earth, to the rotation of the earth, to the communication between the sun, the sun and the earth. It is it is a uh, grounding of the electricity that flows um, through through the air when it's dry when the, when there's no lightning there's still electricity there's still static electricity and it's all grounding through the tree so a, a tree is a communication um, and it also pulls stuff out of the ground and pulls it out for everything around it. So there's an incredible amount of effort that is required or that a tree gives off just by being there. And that is happiness. For me to be able to see a tree in all of its glory um, is happiness. Well, yeah, you tap into it. It's also your ability to focus in on what you and what you're working on. By what is going to feed me the oxygen 
and the different things that feed me out of the ground, the food, and all of the things that are going to feed the society around me so that I can smile and so that somebody can share a smile back if they choose. But it's, it's my responsibility to smile regardless of what I, you know, it, 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 it's, by the time that smiles happen, I'm miles past that. Does that make sense? People get to know me. People usually, they're, they're tired of me by the time that, you know, people do not want to smile because of the effort that it causes them. And they, 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 they like my smile and they love to talk to me. And then they love me not to be there because they do not want me to talk about how a society could be just a little bit better if they smiled too. <laughs> or a little bit of laughter, which well, that's, laughter, that, that's clap, an interesting thing. Clapping hands. Um, the smile thing, they, they have done studies that when people make an effort to smile more, they, they report better um, feeling. Everything. Mm. Better everything. And laughter, contagious. And why don't people do it more? And there's people that have done little tests where they go out and laugh and everybody drops Feels their guard and has to laugh because that's all that a bunch of little tantrum-throwing children, you know. That's all the tantrum. The tantrum society is looking for is to, is to let down their guard enough so that but nobody will until they own the sandbox own the playground, own the society, and build huge memorials and huge statues so that everybody recognizes that they are the owners in their sandbox with their missile defense system before a smile happens. Yep. So nobody, no, 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 nobody gets to smile out of turn, and I do it, and people hate me for it. People hate people that just smile. People are ridiculed. People are pushed down. I float, so I'm not really worried about how people bounce me around or push down. Yeah. Um, it, 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 you you have a. Um, I mean, you, you have you ever faced a period of of unhappiness, or have you always been pretty even I've keel in terms lots of lots of periods of unhappiness? Okay. There's nothing better than than a really good emotional um, tantrum, uh, a good recognition that you're in a world that's not fair where you need to cry and you have to look around to see if somebody is going to look at you crying. Crying when you're throwing a tantrum and nobody's looking doesn't work. So, yeah, I mean, I was a child and I I loved all the tantrums I've thrown. I, 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 I sinned a million sins by the time I was five, so... 
Where do we go from there? I sinned a billion by the time I was 15. And negative thoughts, if you don't have negative thoughts and you don't have positive thoughts and you don't have choices, you're not really paying attention and you're not really alive. I, I would much rather face my uh, frailty and my insecurities and, you know, I have my fears. And they are huge. And I love all my fears. And to know that I follow my fears, I look at my fears, I, I, I find them, and I conquer through the things that are most difficult. And the most difficult things are not actually the things that people try to go out and conquer in the world. Um, conquering a smile is a really big thing. Piling a pile is even a bigger thing. Having a smile a mile long while you walk a mile with a smile. Um, people really don't recognize the amount of work that it takes to have the capacity um, to, to, to get past all of the social ideas and social problems and the philosophies and why people need a reason. No, people don't need a reason. It doesn't, it's not, it's not a religious God um, value. No. There's a tree. There's sunshine. Smile. <laughs> I, 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 I don't complicate it. I already know what makes me smile, and you know, I like to see the the way that each leaf chooses the green that they um, find appropriate, or, or or the different colors that each flower chooses. When one's purple and one's yellow and one's pink, hmm. So 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 the plants have personalities according to the colors that they choose. Um, and the choice is something that's basically energy-based. So that's what that's what turned me into an inventor. I just I pay attention to everything. That's the key. Rather than wait, yeah. Rather than waiting for things to pay attention to me, the tree is not going to pay attention to me. But every tree that I walk by knows that I am there. And they produce the oxygen, and I produce carbon dioxide. And as long as we don't produce too much, then everybody's happy. So could I be happy alone on an island all by myself if that's what I was forced into? Or would I need some object to talk to, to self-recognize. Well, uh, that was never the case. Adam was never alone. Adam had God. So putting it to that extreme is um, a, a philosophical um, thing. And, and there's people that have been alone, stranded on an island or 
on a raft out in the ocean. Okay. Well, that's tragic. But there's people that live through it, and then they have a really, really great story. Other people die from their experience, and, you know, every experience is unique, and every experience needs to be experienced. There's no way for me to quantify or qualify who gets to do what. I just have to look at my life and say, um, I smile. And it's not something that has to happen from me getting something out of it. Right. Since I already get more than I already get more than I need. <clears throat> I just looked outside and it's sunny. I don't even have to go out and look at the trees. I already know that they're it, it's happening out there. <laughs> it's <laughs> happening in me. <laughs> it's happening inside of me. Appreciate the, um, you know, the personal aspect of what you're saying because I think that what you're saying is you got to slow it down. Which I found that um, coffee can, you know, if, if you drink too much of it, it can kind of take you out of it. But if you drink just the right amount, it kind of helps. Or not enough. <laughs> Or right, you it, or you skip it for a, or, or you skip it for a few days, and and you start learning that to want is better to have some time, and then you you start looking forward to those little things. Right. Well, it's it's like you can kind of become numb to the 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 great pleasures of of focusing in on something very simple as a tree. Um, And then that you start to skip over the tree and the tree is just a prop now in your miserable world. People drive by them and never look at them. Right. They're (laughs) insignificant. The insignificance of everything. Yeah. And then people overstimulate. Right. Because they're not getting the stimulation they're not allowing in the natural stimulation so they need they go for this but they are getting, artificial but they but they are getting a stimulation that's not artificial that's actually naturally made in the body to compensate and to put somebody into a state of getting by and people love the idea so they stay inside of their denial. They stay inside of their misery. They stay inside of their um, self-hate or their pushing of, the, of themselves down and everything else. They become heavy. And the heaviness produces the chemicals that balance a person out. And it's very unhealthy from the outside, but from the inside, um, those people are very content content until something disturbs their contentness and they have to face what their fear their, their, their fear is which is death so they stored all their nuts in their little they're inside of their little you know squirrel home with all of their with all of their stored you know life stuff and then age starts 
coming around and all of a sudden the tantrums get larger. The tantrum always grows unless you know how to smile and how right, to and with share. A, mm-hmm. Sorry, but with, with that tantrum, it grows and it, with it, your senility. I mean, it, you it become and, more and, and more and senile that, with and it. People that more senile and then they take everybody down. Yeah. And, and that's exactly what happens to all of the great philosophers, the geniuses, the over-intelligent people that over-self-indulge, like some idiot called Nietzsche that people love. Idiot. <laughs> you think he's an idiot? I love him. Oh, yeah. He should have committed – he should have – he should have he should have committed suicide at the very beginning and saved himself from his own torture. Why torture yourself? Why be unrealistic and, and blame it on God and other things? No. <laughs> no, I lies. think you're simplifying his. Um, with, with he, uh, I, I yeah, found he was that. An idiot. He 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 went to the ultimate of pessimism and found optimism at the end of it. So no, he didn't find optimism. He died in misery. He died well, a nut in a nut. Philosophically, house. he philosophically. died raving mad. I know, but philosophically, he had the uh, philosophically he, doesn't matter. He called himself the Antichrist on purpose. He was the Antichrist on purpose. Right, he was. Well, it was a purposeful thing. It was a journey to figure out how to replace value so that well, you wouldn't have to actually have a meaning and find a hedonistic outcome. So well, if you can go to the river and the fish jumps out into your arms all the time, why learn to fish? But he found that the Christianity had calcified into a death no, cult. He fa- that he found that death. he found that he no he did not find religion. He found his own inabilities. He found all of the people that use religion as a sword. He found that all of the negativity of a society, no matter what religion or what they use to value and put others down, whether it's the Jewish people as they put themselves down by who's on top, whether it's the Catholics or the Christians on how they build themselves up, the, the, the most narcissistic people are the priests, the popes. The most right. psychopathic so was... people are, 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 are the kings and queens. He was just another the, the, kind of the Martin most, Luther. The, the most sociopathic people are the United States president. All of them. <laughs> they have to And be. everybody follows all of these people, and then they follow these ideas, and then they look for their philosopher of choice to say, oh, well, he did a really good job of doing the acid test to doing the stress test of life. No. Whatever way you choose to commit suicide, I mean, I, my choice for suicide is coffee and sugar in the morning. 
So you have I to do choose very, something. Very slow suicide. Hmm? Why do you have to? Why do you have to commit suicide? Because everybody's committing some sort of suicide on their way to trying to avoid death by trying to overlive in some sort of way. And, but what if you just? You what know, if your plan if you is over, to not die? You can't plan to not die. Really? Because death I mean, is going to happen to every one of us. And, and death is not something that – people learning to um, age and to, to be their age and to think through their age is healthy. It's, it's a wonderful thing when you're, when, you're, when you're 50 years old and, you're turn, and then you get to 60 years old and you no longer have to build a pyramid, but you, you, you can look back on your whole pyramid-building life and what was it that your pyramid ended up looking like? If it was money in a bank or whether you left a smile throughout life? And did you do it like Buddha or did you do, did you do it like the people that sit up in their, little, in their little mountaintops and do nothing for anybody? Or did you do it with the, like the people that walk around forever and chant or did you do it you know by watching television your whole life everybody has their own everybody builds a pyramid and it really matters what it looks like afterwards and does it even matter well since nobody cares it doesn't matter once you die in this world and everybody's forgotten and you become part of history, but I can still look back and say, oh, I know who really fucked up. Well, but there, the humanity will achieve, you know, a much longer longevity, maybe not immortality, but we are trending in that much direction. Much longer longevity, but it doesn't matter how long it lasts if people don't recognize that the population will keep growing according to what can be taken by commodities or by um, uh, things. And if it's not sustainable, then it's like a cancer and it, it, it's like a body and one day the cancer sets in and people start, um, you know, the system starts adjusting for how many people can be supported by the system that people create. So, so, so you should, you, you, if, if you should, people need to work together so that if you have 8 billion people, you have to feed 8 billion people and you have to look to see what can be done so that um, the world can handle 500 billion people. And, you know, because we're, we're far off from that. If not, you're, you're looking at um, we've already reached what people can do with modern techniques of how, my, how many barrels of oil are being consumed every single day, you know, to the point where, you know, the oil runs out in just three weeks for most countries. Wow. Well, and, and what 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 is your what, what is Europe going to do without Chinese 
um, w without without the, uh, the the minerals and all of the other things that are needed for all of the batteries and everything because you know we've already got an idea that everybody's going to have electric cars and electrification of everything and everybody is, everybody deserves and is owed it is a right to have clean water in some parts of the country in some parts of the world by who has money. And everybody else can go pack sand. Because sand is what will be left in the desert people are creating right now. Now, personally, I love sand. It's called sandboxes. And sand, sand is a fantastic thing because it becomes glass. And glass becomes fiberglass. And fiberglass can be recycled. And there's just a lot of uses for energy storage with sand and glass and there's a lot of things that can be done with and, and people are using up sand for all the concrete and the world's running out of sand imagine that so people are using up their play you know people need to find alternatives sustainable things to create housing for everyone and if everybody was well fed or fed and watered and, and it was all planned if it wasn't just planned for one percent of the people we might have two percent of a chance rather than the zero that we have right now all right well those are some hopeful prospects there for everybody to consider as they try to lift themselves into happiness but i i said that in jest, I, I I mean it in a, in a way that fantastically. But the reality is, everybody needs to recognize that if somebody doesn't start fixing it now, nobody will, and nobody cares. So if people actually start living up to a little bit of their ideas that we're going to do it for the children, then the children are the future. No, which children? Yeah, it's it, you know it's really not as it's, it's not as sad as it sounds if people just start to smile and recognize that everybody's a gift. Everybody has an incredible amount of potential, and if people started seeing that before it's too late. But right now, at this point, the reality is that um, we're going to go through some really difficult times, and then afterwards. Maybe it's not too late. Okay. Well, this can. I mean, I know. I know you're running for president, so you want to just huh. tell. Uh, I, I do. I do. I, I. There's no such thing as me running for anything. <laughs> you know, we're, I, we're just going to nominate I'd, you. I'd, 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 ra I'd rather. I, I, if, since I get to make the choice, I would much rather be shot while working on fixing the problems in reality out there. I, I'm old enough, I'm old now, but I still will work and I will never retire. And um, no, I do not want to be shot while sitting there trying to tell people that we have a chance. <laughs> but presidents well, don't usually do that. See, but I mean, I'm, I'm into the, I want to try to give people some kind of guidance. I mean, I really think that it's 
important no, to. You're, 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 I have to stop you at that point. Do not give people guidance right now. Give people what they need, clean drinking water, energy solutions. Um, you have to, the, the world will take them from you. The, like with me, I'm an inventor. At some point, the world will steal them from me, and then they will kill me so that they can own them. But the reality is that if people don't start um, getting to the point of becoming sustainable, we are in a shift. We are in a Titanic that has been made. The iceberg, I have seen it. It already ripped through the side of the Titanic. The Titanic is going down. And at this point, people do not, do not need hope. They need real physical life raft. Does that make sense? Yeah. Real physical life raft. And not just for a few people. The world needs more than a few people to make it past the rubble that's going to be Look at Ukraine. Oh, no, that's, that's coming to a neighborhood near you. Oh, it's going to be like that kind of war? Oh, it's going to be like that kind of war. Uh, we are, um, we are going States. to be... In the United well, States. The United States, the United States will, will be... Everybody will want to destroy the United States because the United States is the main... Um, place for the destruction by pushing the values of protectionism being a safety net, but a safety net for who? A safety net for the Americans, but not for the Canadians. A safety net for the Americans, but not the Americans that don't deserve it, who need to get shot in the process. The Americans that don't have enough money, the Americans that need to pay for a college tuition, would you like to sign up and get shot? Um, or shot at. You don't have to actually take a bullet. Just get shot at a little bit and, and show that you did a good job. Um, so it, it, the protectionism for the Mexicans? No, get the fuck out of our country. Um, you know, oh, but hold on a sec. We don't want to um, talk about how Texas used to be Mexico and that how we took it and how you all built the roads and Texas and the, the, the buildings and yeah, stay for a little while because I do need to go. I, I do need some lettuce and tomatoes for my hamburger that you all do so well at producing because that's what you do. And we don't want to talk about who deserves because what do blacks actually deserve? But can we even call blacks black? Because blacks are not really, that's a very tough topic. You know, call them Negroes, but no, hold on a sec. That's a tough topic. The people that used to be hung on trees, by who? No, let's not blame any crazy. It's crazy the amount of unrecognized. The people do not recognize how Africa, right now, the people in Africa, due to all of the pirates and the colonialism and the um, the, the, the 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 black slave traders that were not only selling the slaves, but also once they sold the slaves, were being taken as slaves by the pirates who had to be, who became pirates from the Royal Navy. So it's amazing that there's, there's a profit becomes very, you know, by the time that you talk about people 
and the way that they're not going to progress inside of Africa because everybody's um, trying to, you know, everybody gets a position and all of a sudden you have um, greed and you have politics and you have corruption. Oh, well, like there's no corruption in the United States. No, corruption built the United States. Corruption built Mexico. Corruption built Canada. Corruption built the, the UK is king corruption. And they don't even, most people don't even recognize that the corruption was from a corrupt queen and, and, and king that, you know, they, they, they're, they're German families. It, so so the, the corruption of Germany, the corruption of this, the idea of Nazis and, you know, oh, you get all... into all, you get into all of the politics. And, and we're, we're dealing with something where whatever I say to try to help people, no. It's a Titanic. It's going down. I have to find a way to get a physical life raft for somebody before I get shot. Just for what I say, because words are on everybody's menu. And everybody's food for thought is to find some words that get them to feel alive so that they have a reason to shoot somebody else so that they get the, the exhilarating feeling that they saved democracy, that they saved freedom. Freedom isn't free. And somebody has to be taken out. And then everybody, we're, we're going to face the biggest problem here in just um, the next couple of years. If China yeah. falls off from their little war in Taiwan, We'll start the war here. So, no, oh, it's not going away. Well. Um, and, th- and then somebody has to do something. So, help me do something. <laughs> I'm an inventor. I already have the energy solution. And nobody listens to me. But well, it guess doesn't what? make me We're... unhappy. Are you are you unable to talk about those things, or are you willing to talk about them? Am I unwilling to talk about what? The um, I'm, I'm willing. To, I can talk about anything. <laughs> I'm free. <laughs> no, but I mean, am I, am I willing? What to... your your invention? You know about your invention because I I kind of wanted to focus on that next time. Okay, which invention? Then we have to get into inventions and how, how yeah, all like that your, works. your invention, your energy solution. Well, solutions. I've got solutions for water, uh, hydrate for for, for 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 desalination for for you know water movement for energy. New types of generators that generate more electricity with the same amount of uh, power. So if you can produce more energy from what's already being used, um, you, you don't solve the world's energy problems by, um, uh, you know, the, the, the difference between what solving the current needs are into becoming sustainable, which is a very long process, and having a roadmap. Um, So knowing how to deal with 
um, burning less burnable fossil fuels and making every wind turbine more efficient, more effective, um, so that during their lifetime they produce more energy. And you know, it's you know, I I, I think of all those things. I've got solutions for all those things, from wind turbines to you know, to to, to new types of motors. That that's a large topic. <laughs> All right, well, we're going to where delve into it. Um, so we'll, we'll wrap it up on this one here. And I appreciate the discussion. Talk soon. Talk soon. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Thank you. Bye-bye.